Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. My name is Brooke. Pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and let's hop into today's episode. Hi guys, welcome back in another chat. This is Carrie, and I'm very, very, very excited to get to talk to her and hear her story. So I will let you introduce yourself. Hi, my name's Carrie. I'm from Wisconsin and I'm 48 years old um, and I have Turner Syndrome. Um, I was diagnosed when I was about 13 or 14 years old. So it seems like a while ago since I'm 48, but (laughs) you know, I'm 48, but I feel younger than that. So, you know, you're as young as you feel, right? Exactly. Yeah. um, I've lived here in Wisconsin, kind of outside the Milwaukee area, um, all my life. So, so yeah. Very cool. So, now that you mentioned you were diagnosed at 13 or 14, I am very curious whether you are classic or mosaic. I am, I was diagnosed as mosaic. Okay. So, yes, I have the mosaic form of Turner's. Yeah. So I would love to hear your story about getting diagnosed. What were the warnings that made them look at stuff and what kind of testing did you go through initially? Sure. So, well, I had always been shorter. Um, So yeah, my parents um, always wondered, you know, why I was on the shorter end. Um, I had a lot of ear infections when I was younger. Um, I had tubes in my ears. I had my adenoids and tonsils removed, I think when I was about five years old. And my parents always asked the pediatrician, you know, are concerned that she's a little bit shorter on the shorter end of kids her age. And the pediatrician just kind of blew it off and said, um, you know, she'll grow, she'll hit a growth spurt. Um, and I never really did. I was always on the shorter end. Um, my mom never knew when I, mean, I was born in the 70s, so they didn't know when I was born, kind of like your story, your parents knew. They never knew. I mean, I was born, um, and I was at kind of a normal weight. I don't believe I was premature, but um, they just always had those concerns about, you know, my ear infections, why was I a little bit shorter? So um, my parents had taken myself and my sister to a new pediatrician and the pediatrician had said well why don't we have you see an endocrinologist a pediatric endocrinologist so we did that um they took me to children's hospital and um they had done some tests um like i said seems like so long ago but um then i was diagnosed with turner syndrome And um, I mean, I really didn't know a lot about it. I mean, um, I don't know if you know, but I do have a slight visual impairment as well. So I, yes, I do. Um, I was born with cataracts, which usually when you're older, you develop it. But for me, it's congenital on my mom, my mother's side. So I'm like, okay, something else, (laughs) you know, but. I was probably in seventh grade when I was in this. Um, so 
my parents found out there was a reason why I was shorter. Um, and it, it explained things, you know, that your infections and, and things like that. So, um, so yeah, I was diagnosed about 13 or 14 years old. Did they just do a blood test? I believe so. And it must have been, I just remember being in the hospital the first time, like part of a day, like inpatient kind of thing. And then I remember being in the hospital later on for like maybe two or three days. And they did, I remember them doing more testing. Like I remember them doing a CT scan to look at my pituitary gland. Okay. And I remember blood work too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember like a couple of days I had to be in the hospital. So, so that um, sounds like they yeah, tried so to then, do some other tests to kind of rule other stuff out also. That's, yeah, possibly, yeah. I mean, I that's like I it was a while ago and that's, that's being in the hospital a couple of days. Yeah. Um, he looked out, looked at problems with my pituitary gland, everything. I remember, of course, having the um, the um, ultrasound of my kidneys too. I remember having the echocardiogram, you know, all those tests to see if I had any heart issues or kidney issues to go along in it, which luckily I don't. Um, and then finally, yeah, and I would obviously they did a karyotype to actually diagnose me. Um, so yeah, they diagnosed me with mosaic Turner syndrome. I remember my parents telling me that it was the mosaic um, Turner. So um, yeah, I just remember my parents telling me, and I know I kind of felt like there was something going on because they were on the phone and they said they were talking to the doctor and like, well, I don't know what it is, but you know what's going on. And then they told me, um, and I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and here I am, you know, a teenager, like, okay, I'm not really totally sure what it is, but okay, it's Turner syndrome and I have the mosaic form and like you have a mild form of Turner syndrome. So, yeah. so yeah. And now I'm still learning all the time, but I mean, I have a better understanding than I did then. Yeah. yeah. So, well, and, and I did have growth hormone. Oh, you I did? Was growth hormone. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So, so yeah. Um, and that started probably, I would say when I was 14 years old, um, they started me on growth hormone. And I was probably on it until maybe 16 or 17. So like three or four years. Okay. So, I wasn't too thrilled about having shots. <laughs> um, I think other people have, have said that. <laughs> Nobody really who's had both women shots, but. <laughs> yeah. So was it the same? Because I've heard, I heard from, I yeah. think, Lindsay when I talked with Lindsay that they had her on growth hormones and they delayed starting her on hormone replacement therapy until after, was it the same for you? Yes. They started me later on and I think I'm correct to this, but they started me like either toward the end of before I stopped shots or right after they stopped it. Cause I remember okay. them saying, we're going to put you on the estrogen 
that. Um, and I actually, um, it's, I wasn't eating very well later on um, in my teenage years. So the doctor actually decided to stop the growth hormone shots then because I wasn't eating like I should. And my parents weren't happy about that. Um, I don't know. It was just something I was going through at that time. So I always wonder if I would have continued on the shifts if I would have gained that whatever half an inch or, <laughs> you know, gained that little bit of height. But I'll never know. You know but, How tall did you end up being after growth hormones? Um, like I said, I'm about five feet now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Being five feet. Okay. So, yeah. So the growth hormones, while you were on it, you said you weren't eating well. Was that just, it like took away your appetite? No, I just, I don't know what it was when I was in high school. It was sort of a form of anorexia. I just kind of stopped eating a little bit. And um, so I don't know. I just snapped out of it because I remember the doctor told me, you know, you need to start eating better. And then I just, I did. I realized, okay, for my own health, I need to take care of myself. And, and I did. Um, So luckily, um, so I stopped, they stopped the growth hormones and started eating better. Like I said, I ended up being um, five feet. Um, So, so yeah. Um, and there are a lot of shorter women, so, um, you know, I don't, I think five feet is a pretty good height. I wish I was taller. Um, I have a younger sister who's 5'11". So, (laughs) you know, I always joke, she got the height I don't have. (laughs) (laughs) And seven and a half years younger than me, so she called me her little big sister. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> so yeah I mean I am pretty lucky I think some others that you've chatted with have said they have too many um too many of the symptoms um I don't have any heart issues I just had a echocardiogram just like a month ago and everything they said was normal um had blood work that was normal so so yeah, I, I guess I'm pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah, so. that's good. So, so far in your life, what would you say has been the biggest way having Turner syndrome has impacted you? Um, I don't know about Turner syndrome so much, but because of my vision, I don't drive. Um, so that's been kind of a challenge. Um, I relied on friends and my parents and um uber and lyft service (laughs) thank goodness for that um but as far as turner syndrome there really hasn't been too much i mean i have to go and get my stool to stand up reach higher things in the cabinet (laughs) um so being shorter (laughs) um i guess math has always been my um, weakest subject, <laughs> um, you know, in school, I, you know, always, my dad always hung out with math 
with my homework and stuff. And he sometimes would get a little frustrated with me, like, why can't you get it? <laughs> you know, but um, otherwise, I haven't had too much um, as far as Turner's, um, except too, when I was younger, I had ear infections, like I have said. And now I really don't have ear trouble too much anymore. Um, I recently had a hearing test and I do have like a very mild hearing loss, which I was surprised about. Um, and the reason I had that is when I went to the doctor, I had like um, tinnitus, like some ringing in the ear. And they said, the doctor said that could be a sign of hearing loss. So I decided to go ahead and get a hearing test. And, and yeah, she's like, you do have a slight hearing loss, but you know, no reason for hearing aids or anything like that, she said. Um, she just suggested coming back and having another hearing test. So, yeah. Um, Is it mid-frequency? Um, I don't know. She just said it was like a hearing loss to higher pitch sounds. Okay. Yeah, okay. it has to do with the pitch, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. as much as I can understand of it. Yeah. yeah. So. I have moderate mid-frequency hearing loss. So I know what the kind of mild feels like, but mine, right. the, the frequency it's at can really make a difference for how you experience it because different sure. things are at different frequencies. Um, I sure. would love to hear the story of your ear surgery, though. Was it just getting tubes? Right, correct. It was um, the ear tubes, and then um, I had my tonsils and adenoids removed the same time. Um, so yeah, I had all of those. Um, I had some hearing difficulty too when I was little, and I guess it was like from the ear infections and that like fluid built up in my ears, and we could be sitting at the table, and my parents could be talking to me, and I couldn't hear everything they were saying. Like, they've been telling me what my Christmas presents were gonna be and I couldn't hear them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it did take me to an ENT and they had said, you know, like I just said, it's probably um, like ear, ear issues, like fluid built up um, problems. So I had the tubes and the adenoids removed. And, my hearing was better. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so I had some hearing problems. What was the recovery like from having tubes? Um, the recovery, and again, this was when I was five years old. Um, I don't remember it being too bad. I think um, the hearing probably was better pretty quick because of the tubes. It kind of drained things. Um, I remember eating a lot of like soft things, like getting some ice cream and <laughs> softer foods for a while. Um, so, so yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was probably like maybe week or two, two week recovery. I know that as an adult, if you have your tonsils removed, it's like more of a longer recovery time, I think I've heard. I don't know, it's worse when you're an adult, but um, 
I don't remember it being too bad. Like I said, just a lot of soft foods and a lot of rest. And <laughs> um, my mom said that my voice sounded a little different for a while. I don't know. So she was a little worried about that. Like, is her voice going to come back normal? <laughs> <laughs> but obviously it did. So that's good. So yeah. And I really don't have any, I haven't had really any more ear infections in quite a while. I get a lot of wax buildup um, in the ears. And I always know that I need to have my ears cleaned out because um, you know, I can just tell my hearing gets a little, <laughs> you know, I don't know why, but it just, it's how my body works, I guess, you know. Yeah. You get yeah. I know, because um, I experienced a lot of ear infections too. I didn't ever get to the point where they pushed for me to get tubes or anything, but I... Oh. I for sure attribute a lot of my hearing loss to how many ear infections I had when I was little because I never had to have surgery, but that pink bottle was like a staple in our fridge when I was little. <laughs> it was just, oh, yeah. Yeah. it felt like there was always a bottle of that in our fridge because of how often I got them. So. Yeah. Well, I remember that pink bottle, that pink pink medicine. Mm -hmm. Yep, I do remember that. <laughs> so, do Wasn't you moxicillin or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it was the. I guess it was amoxicillin. I never remembered the name of the antibiotic that was in it. I just knew that's what it was. I remember it being pink. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I and I that. never, I never loved the taste <laughs> of it, but it, it wasn't as horrible as, yeah. um, like I, I, at that age, I wasn't awful at taking pills, mm -hmm. but it wasn't fun still. So I still preferred that, but the taste was kind of like, right. but right. so as an adult right. now, how how does your routine for going to see doctors look? Is it just like every six to 12 months you see your endocrinologist or do you do everything through just a normal physician? Well, um, the thing is with my insurance, I am on, um, you know, the Obamacare of the marketplace um, right now. So it kind of depends, you know, on what, insurance I have through them like one insure like the last provider I had I could only see certain you know medical professionals now I'm only able to see like Aurora doctors so um I do keep up with my health care but um you know it depends on my health insurance that I have what doctors I can see um so I just recently had to get a primary care physician because of the insurance I'm so um I have just seen a new primary care doctor um and that and I had seen an endocrinologist like I want to say a year ago yeah probably a year ago like year or two 2008 I think and now I saw that doctor but now the 
um, medical group he's with is not under my insurance. So if I saw him, you know, my insurance wouldn't pay. <laughs> yeah. So I can't see that endocrinologist anymore. So he had written orders for me to have, you know, a bone density scan, um, the, um, you know, the echocardiogram. And I waited a little while. I didn't have it done. So when I went to see this new primary care physician, I'm like, you know, I really should have this done. I should have this done. So it was the primary care doctor that, you know, wrote the, you know, the referral for me to, or the order for me to have some. I mean, I keep up with, you know, medical things and that. Um, I don't see an endocrinologist probably as much as I should. <laughs> I mean, I probably had seen one last, like, in 2008. And then the last one I saw was... I think I said 2018. Okay. Um, so I waited like 10 years to see. Yeah. So, so yeah. But at least I'm keeping up with things, keeping up with my health, you know. So, yeah. So, so yeah. Has, because I, I have benefits through Andrew's work. So, right, I, right. I have not had to play that game of dealing with getting health care insurance outside of having it applied as benefits how have you found that experience to be with having things that you know like you said you need all of these screenings to make sure you're on top of stuff so it's not like you can be without it right what has that experience been like trying to make sure what you need is covered right so that's tough you know like i said i'm i'm single so um i'm on my own you know i like I said, I'm um, through my employer. I don't get insurance through um, where I work right now. So, as I said before, I'm on the you know the Obamacare, the uh, marketplace health insurance, and like I said before, I have to go with um, what healthcare providers are under that insurance that I that I'm under coverage with. So. What I do is I just try to make sure that um, with the health care that I receive, that the doctors I see are under that health care that I currently have, you know, the providers. So, and even when I had the hearing test recently, and that I asked them, I'm like, you know, will this be covered under the current insurance that I have? You know, I was really worried. Oh my gosh, you know, how much am I going to have to pay for this? Because like I said, I'm single and I, I don't make a ton of money, you know, so um, I am a licensed teacher, but um, right now um, it's a long story. I'm kind of working for a before school program at a school and I'm also working with um, 4K students, four-year-olds. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I miss them because I haven't seen them in a few weeks, but, but yeah, but once again, long story short, um, the where I work, you know, the school they don't offer, you know, health insurance for my position. You know, I'm considered kind of part time. So, um, so yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, it's kind of tough for me being single with um, trying to get make sure I have the health care that I need. 
yet being able to pay for it, you know? Yeah. Um, I just, I also just recently had surgery. Um, I had um, surgery on my vocal cords. I had a vocal cord nodule, which I had the same surgery like a year ago and it came back. Oh, <laughs> so wow. So I have the same surgery again. And yeah, I was like, oh, they said it's very dangerous. Like, working with kids, I don't yell, but I talk a lot. So, <laughs> you know, but, so I had that to deal with. So, yeah, you know, the bill was because was coming in for that, too. It's like, and now here we are with um, everything that's going on, and I haven't been able to work, really. So, doing yeah. what I can, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm in the same boat as I I, I have, um, even in just navigating benefits from a job, because before I was on Andrews, I was on my dad's. I've been very lucky when it's come to health insurance. Okay. I, I've not ever had a gap sure. where I had to get it myself. I was honestly very afraid of having <laughs> to. Um, did you right. see an improvement in being able to get what you needed or have it be affordable when the whole system changed or did it become harder? Because I know they were putting in the pre-existing condition clause and that was supposed to be helpful. Right. But all of the other details seemed sure, kind of sure. to just make it really complicated. Right. So, um, like I said, you know, with being able to be on the Obamacare, it's worked out for me okay right now. Um, I do have, um, luckily now, a health insurance or an insurance agent that helps me kind of pick the best plan. So thank goodness for him, <laughs> you well, know, because he, yeah, so, um, you know, we, we kind of get on the phone and we chat, we go through and actually get on the computer and go to the healthcare.gov site and, you know, look at the best plan that's affordable to me. So I feel like with somebody like that helping me, it's been a lot easier. Um, you know, we're plan that's affordable for pretty good price month. Um, so it's like two different costs for my health insurance, and then I have dental too. So, but they're all they're both really not too bad, to be honest. So, yeah. Um, but I'm really thankful that I have someone like that that's kind of sat down with me and helped me pick the most affordable plan for me and how much you know my ages and everything. So, and he also <laughs> gives me that's advice. That's good. So when you first started so, working with him, yeah, did, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Did he start out kind of asking you what you needed and um, did you have to explain Turner syndrome to him? Um, no, you know, actually Turner syndrome never really came up. It okay. mainly was just talking about, yeah, it mainly, you know, and I see what you mean, it could have because of my, you know, the medical doctors that I need to see. I was just looking at kind of the best 
you know, affordable plan for me. Um, I think he was looking at the costs and everything too that I would pay per month. Um, and, you know, the, the insurance that I have, the doctors that I can see are pretty close to me in my area right now. There's a clinic that's not too far away. So right now, all the doctors that I'm seeing are pretty much in, in that clinic. Now, for my surgery, I had to go a little bit further um, out of my town to go see him. But, you know, that was fine. I mean, you know, most of them are the doctors I see are here anyway. So it works out pretty well. So, you know, the biggest thing is just I want people to know, you know, that there are people out there who need and use a, the marketplace, you know, like me, I don't, I'm single. I'm, you know, I, I have medical needs like this with Turner syndrome. So I need good health insurance yet. You know, I don't, I'm not provided it through my employer mm -hmm. and yeah, you know, yet I still want to keep up to date on everything with myself, you know, medically and, have things like, um, you know, blood work done and echocardiograms and things like that, having Turner syndrome that I really am recommended to have, you yeah. know, good health care is important <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. And especially yeah. being able to have access to all of the screenings and everything, like you had to make sure that your doctor mm -hmm. knew that you needed, you know, a bone density scan and an echo and so you right. keep on top of all of that exactly and thank goodness you know all those things came back normal like mm -hmm. the bone density scan for me was normal um the echocardiogram was normal and i don't really have too many you know medical issues right now you know, other than having had the surgery in december you know, it's just, I'm pretty lucky that way, but yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough being single and getting good health insurance, you know, that's, it's, that's good that you've been able to find that through the system and you've, you know, found somebody good to help you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really appreciate it that, um, he's available and, you know, I, I got an email from him like in November. Okay, we need to set up a, a date and time to set up for your insurance, you know, for a date to chat. So, good. So, so yeah, it's good to have someone. And um, I actually got the name of this person from a friend of mine. Um, um, and I was going to tell you this too. Um, I do have a close friend who I met who also has Turner syndrome. Oh, so cool. I. Yeah, I actually got, I actually got his name from her. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. So is this a friend that's in your area that you see? Yes, I'm lucky enough that she lives maybe about 12 minutes away from me. <laughs> Not oh, wow. far at all. Um, yeah, so it was kind of funny how we met. Um, we met through a Christian singles group. And she invited us, some of us, to come to her home. And we were just sitting there talking. And she's like, well, I have this thing. It's called Turner Syndrome. I'm like, oh, me too. 
So, so, and we've been friends ever since, you know, we've been real good friends. That's um, awesome. And yeah, so, um, I've met like probably, I have another friend that I met, um, at summer camp when I went to camp, there's another girl that I met. Um, I haven't talked to her in a long time, but she also has Turner syndrome. Um, and yeah, one thing I was really surprised about is she was able to, to become pregnant. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Wow. Excuse me. Excuse my phone. It's like all of a sudden you don't get any calls, and all of a sudden I'm getting calls. Oh, that's, <laughs> but, <laughs> that's awesome. So have you found <laughs> have you found it really helpful to have them to talk to and have somebody that kind of understands? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's really to actually you know to have people you meet like through YouTube and you know see channels and that and hear from women and girls that have TS it's really different to actually meet someone and have a friend you know who has Turner syndrome because you know you actually can talk about it and they understand you know they really understand so I mean I I'm also part of a Turner Syndrome Facebook group too. Oh yeah. But yeah, so um, you know, there's just something about, you know, pretty cool about actually having a friend and knowing someone who, you know, really, like I said, really understands. And maybe you can talk to about some of the same things, you know, and both your stories and your experiences. Um, like we've both had growth hormone shots, so we can both talk about, Hey, yeah, you know, I remember getting those. Yeah. I didn't like it either. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel but, like that's such a different, it's such a more personal one-on-one connection versus watching somebody's video online. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying you know like it's just it's it's totally different when you actually know someone in person and especially when that person's become a friend too um so yeah yeah it's pretty cool to actually know someone so yeah yeah. that's very cool I've only met one person that had it ever um it was actually a family friend who um she was a caregiver for my grandma and she was talking about okay yeah she was talking about her daughter with my mom and she's saying all these different things and then my mom met her daughter one time and she goes Mm -hmm. oh my gosh she's gotta have it so she she kept (laughs) to her Mm -hmm. and then she my mom just decided to kind of check and she goes does your daughter have turner syndrome and the woman goes (laughs) yeah how did you Mm -hmm. know what that is 
And <laughs> my mom said, Brooke has it. My daughter has it. And the lady was like blown away and goes, what? No way. And so I got to meet her daughter a couple of times. That was really cool to be able to meet somebody else that had it actually in person. <laughs> yeah, right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. There is really something about it actually meeting somebody else who has it, you know, they can relate. Um, yeah, it really was cool meeting my friend that time when she, I just was like, whoa, when she first told me that she also has TS, I'm like, what? Because, you know, I haven't met very many people or, <laughs> you yeah. know, that have it. It's like, and that's why it's so great that you have your channel, Brooke, because, you know, like people have said, it's good to bring out that awareness, you know, because I don't think a lot of people know about Turner syndrome. You know, yeah. it's it's good to make more people aware of it. And, you know, more people say, oh, okay, I've heard of that. Or <laughs> I know someone who has it, you know. Yeah, especially when I started, because I started posting my videos way before I started talking about it on like Facebook, where I had closer friends and family. And mm -hmm. the shift of just posting videos to also posting more on that, it was incredible to see all of my friends and family kind of come out and really be interested in understanding more just because they they cared to hear my experience and right that's why I encourage everybody to share because it's right it's really powerful right it really is it really is you know and that's why like I said it's great to have your that you started your YouTube channel and you know that's how I found your channels I started looking you know on YouTube you know what is there about Turner syndrome and then all of a sudden I saw other channels like about the Turner syndrome society and I saw your channel and like oh wow you know there's more out there than I thought I mean I was diagnosed in the 80s and back then there wasn't YouTube there wasn't Facebook you know there wasn't a lot <laughs> all those things out there you know um yeah, so today there's a lot, I think there's a lot more, some more information out there um, for women maybe who know that they're pregnant and have a baby inside them that has TS or a child that was recently diagnosed, you know, maybe there's more information out there. And, you know, it's not like, oh my gosh, what is this? You know, yeah, there's more in, it's not as you know I want to say unknown or scary at first when you hear the diagnosis yeah so keep that keep that information coming <laughs> yeah so more people yeah. can learn I've really found out how much the stories getting out there is needed just through even in the very beginning of starting to talk about it because right. it, it seemed like everybody else like me was finding that there wasn't enough out there and right you know as as rare as it feels to have it once you start like 
talking to people, mm-hmm. it's almost like the six degrees of separation thing. Somebody knows somebody else who knows somebody that has it if mm-hmm. they don't. Right, exactly. And I was really, I think about it like a lot of TS babies don't make it, like miscarriages. So I feel like I'm, I guess, one of the lucky ones, you know, that we're lucky. You know, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, there's a reason why we're here, you know? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Definitely. So, so I'm curious, how do you, how do you explain Turner's to somebody that doesn't know, like when you meet somebody, if you get in this situation where you're talking about something and Turner's comes up, do you have like a little, a little phrase or explanation that you say (laughs) to help them understand? Um, you know, I really don't. I really haven't had a chance to and to tell people a lot. And I mean, I really, really think I should tell people more, you know, to get the word out. But um, when I have told people, I guess I remember telling a really, really good friend of mine. And this is when, you know, I was a little bit younger and I just explained it. Wait, oh, I have that's called Turner syndrome. You know? <laughs> Because, you know, I want to explain it the way it's understandable, especially to someone who hasn't heard of it. Um, You know, I just explain it like it has to do with, you know, how girls have an XX chromosome and guys have an XY chromosome. Um, For me and others, you know, we have like a, you know, part of all of our X chromosome, one of them is missing, you know, and it happens mainly in women in women. So, um, you know, I just kind of, I don't really have a, like a little rehearsed thing that I say. I just kind of explain it the best as I know how. And, you know, if it comes up, you know, I guess I just kind of share it with someone when I feel comfortable with it. Like, um, like I remember I told a neighbor of mine and I explained it you know, I have this and what it is. Um, and there's another friend of mine, a coworker, and, you know, I thought about telling her and I'm thinking, um, you know, I want to tell her, I just want to have a good time to tell her, you know, to explain it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if that makes sense, it's like, it doesn't, I don't have the opportunity for it to come up a lot because people don't ask me about it. Like, why are you sure? Why, you know, but if I get to know someone and I feel comfortable and I have the opportunity to to share that, then I will, you know? So I guess, yeah, I just tell them when it's a good time and when I feel comfortable. I have been asking everybody what the phrase that was the motto for the um, Turner Syndrome Awareness Month this year, be uniquely you, means to them. What would you say that that means to you or that that brings up for you? Um, I would say, you know, in my words, just it makes me 
think of just being yourself and being comfortable with who you are. And, you know, even if, you know, you have something different with you, it's okay. You know, we're all different and we all should feel good about who we are. And we, we should be, you know, it all goes with self-confidence. You know, we should just, like we were saying, be okay with pe making people more aware of Turner syndrome. And it's something that we have, you know, those of us, you know, girls or women with Turner syndrome, but it's a little part of us that make us a little bit different from other women, but we're unique. And we're still, you know, we're, we're, in, we're, we're unique, we're special, you know, God made everybody special. And we should all feel good about who we are and have self-confidence. You know, we, we're all, nobody's the same. We're all different in our own way. We all have our own talents to share. And that's what I feel like being uniquely you means just being your best self, being you, not try to be like anybody else, just being the best you that you can be. I love that. I, I think this Definitely. particular <laughs> phrase is a really good one for this year because I feel like there's been so much coming up that everybody kind of needs that reminder. <laughs> <laughs> I know some others have said this too, and it would be really cool to go to a conference. Mm -hmm. You know, I've never been to one and it would be, and um, it would be so cool to get to one. Yes. I don't yeah. like flying that much, so probably. <laughs> but yeah, it would be, it would be really cool to just go sometime. Yeah. I, I would love to go to one. I don't enjoy flying a ton either, personally, but <laughs> yeah. it'd be worth it. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. <laughs> yeah. I just have to knock me out or something until I got there. <laughs> you can just sleep the whole way and wake up and you're there. Um, I also wanted to say congratulations on you and Andrew becoming like foster parent is awesome thank you thank you we're really excited hopefully things happen soon but we'll see was there anything else you wanted to say or um point out to anybody is there any advice you would give somebody that's just finding out they have turner syndrome um i would just say there is a lot out there right now to um find out more and just make sure that you connect with others who have Turner syndrome or, or parents of girls who have Turner syndrome and just be sure to connect with other people because, you know, this, um, having a friend who also has Turner's and, you know, doing this, being on YouTube like this, finding your channel and everything. Um, and it's, I really, you know, those of us who have Turner syndrome, we 
I mean, I feel like it hasn't stopped me from anything, from doing the things that I want to do. I have a master's degree. I'm a teacher. Um, I'm a licensed foster parent. I'm hoping to adopt still someday. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, hopefully not far off. I'm kind of in the waiting game now for another placement, um, but we'll see what happens there. Well, I will be praying for that for you. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah. And just, you know, like I just said, connecting, doing a lot of connecting with other people who have Turner syndrome so that you can learn more about, um, you know, advice they have or, um, cause that's the best thing, connecting with other girls or women who have Turner syndrome and just feel good about who you are. Stay confident. Yes. I love that. And I love, I love giving that advice to start with because community can be huge as you're navigating all of it. Right. Definitely. So having, having that community in the beginning could make so much difference in somebody's experience trying to navigate everything. Right. And keep up with your healthcare, you know, with everything. Yeah. That's so important. Yes. Def okay. Well, thank you yeah. so much for talking with me. Definitely. Definitely. I'm so happy I got to talk to you. It was great chatting with you, Brooke. Yes. And thank you. Thank you for everything you do with your channel. And it's awesome. It's awesome. You're, you're doing everything you're doing. So it's really great. I'm really glad I got to talk to you and everybody stay safe and healthy through all this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you. And we're so all much. hanging in there. Yeah. You're welcome. It was so fun getting to chat with you and hear your story. Yes. Thank you so much, Brooke. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good night. Yeah. You too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Turner Syndrome. If you would like to support the podcast, I do have listener support set up on Anchor. And if you'd like to leave me a voice message, I would love to hear from you. Don't forget, you can find the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brooktv. Make sure you're subscribed so you see when the next one comes out. And I will see you guys in the next episode.